Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter and I'm going to be talking about Big Little Lies Season 1 Episode 1, it's called Somebody's Dead. So why am I doing this now? Because it's been two years since Season 1, well Season 2 is coming up and I never saw Season 1. This is me watching, I'm catching up for Season 2 and I thought I'd give it a try and I thought I might as well record thoughts after each episode, which will slow me down a little bit in my binging uh, to catch up. Uh, I'm actually starting this a few weeks it's actually close to a month before season two starts. I what I might do is I might let these build up uh, a little bit without putting them online until it gets close, and then I can you know churn them out very quickly uh, over the course of a week or so. Uh, but yeah, Big Little Lies is a, a show from HBO from 2017, and it's got a big, big starring cast. Uh, we got Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, Adam Scott, Alexander Skarsgård, Zoe Kravitz, Laura Dern. Huge cast, huge cast, and this this you know got a lot of Emmy nominations and awards, and people seem to love it. Uh, Connor didn't like the first episode because he did watch episode one uh, back then, which is probably why I didn't check it out. Was his his opinion? Uh, maybe that was a mistake. We'll find out. Especially, I mean, admittedly, I've implied that I'm going to watch the rest of it, so I suppose I suppose I disagree <laughs> at least somewhat. Uh, so. Big Little Lies Season 2 is coming. Uh, I guess I'll just give a full spoiler warning for Episode 1 uh, right now, just because I feel like, is, is there a point in doing a spoiler-free section uh, this this much later? Maybe there is, I don't know. But uh, spoilers spoilers for Episode 1 of Little Big Lies. And for the record, I I don't know anything about the rest of the season. I don't I don't know any spoilers. I've, I've somehow stayed away from all that stuff. So, I can go in cold. Uh, I know there's been a murder. I don't know who's been murdered. I don't know who the murderer is. <laughs> I'm saying murder a lot because so, some people really like with Scottish people say murder. It's a, I don't know. It's a it's a Taggart thing, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I'm really cold, by the way. I'm I'm, I'm like you know bundling up here for some reason. It's it's like May. Why 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 am I so chilly? Um, I'm not usually this chilly in May. But yeah, so the premise of the show is that we we open kind of there's like a framing device of where we're in the future or where or if you could call this present day and the rest of this stuff's a flashback whatever way you put it but we're in the future and there's been a murder and the key players that we're going to be introduced to over the course of the flashback which is the bulk of the episode is you know one of them's they're all involved in some way we don't know which one's there we don't know which one's the killer uh, of course i know some cast members are back for season two which i guess gives me an idea of who it isn't <laughs> but i mean i'm not i'm not i'm intentionally not thinking about it too hard I'm intentionally not thinking about it too hard. So we have uh, basically they all come to this 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 town for for school, right? The school's really good. Uh, and when I say school, I'm talking I'm talking like grade school. So you've got all the rich mums sending their kids there, and you have this new character uh, Jane, played by Shane Woodley, who comes in and she is like the out of turner, and she's not as rich as everyone else. She kind of is looked upon a little bit differently. I mean, some people are very friendly with her, but you know. You, how, how genuine is it and i think a lot of this first episode because uh, I, I did see sharp objects I, I i reviewed that show last year and i think what's uh what's funny comparing the two of them is that both shows at least just from one episode of this they're giving me characters that characters i don't usually i'm not used to seeing on tv or in movies at least not to this much depth where i get to know them this much and because of that, I'm discovering like new types of people that I don't like. <laughs> Reese Wallerspin's character in this, <laughs> I really don't like her that much. I mean, it's not that she's an awful person, but I don't think she's the sort of person that I would want to be around for any stretch of time. 
she's she's the gossiping you know has to always be involved in everything you know mother you know, gets involved in everything her, she's friends with Nicole Kevin's character Celeste and I'm, I'm learning all the character names so bear with me if I'm checking my list over at the site here as I'm going uh but she she Nicole Kevin's got the younger husband who's a uh, Skarsgård she's got twin boys uh Willowspoon's character, uh, Madeline, she has an older daughter who's a, who's a teenager, and but she also has a younger daughter who's just starting first grade, uh, Chloe, who, for the record, is my favourite character of the whole thing. Chloe is the MVP of this episode. This girl was cracking me up. Like, it's not necessarily a funny show. There's definitely a couple of, like, funny moments. This girl was legitimately making me laugh out loud repeatedly. Uh, she says things like, um... She she refers to her mother as woman. She she says, "I'm on your side, woman." At one point, and that really made me laugh. She's six. May I may I you know remind you? Uh, and then another line, not from her specifically, but from her mother, uh, when they're all waiting because they're they're having orientation day. They're not actually starting first grade yet. That's the next day. They're starting orientation, and it's the end of the orientation. And all the parents are waiting outside for the kids, and some of the kids have come out already. And Madeline's like. Where, where's Chloe? Where's Chloe? Where's she? And then she finally sees her with some some other kids, and she's like, "Oh, of course, she's networking." <laughs> so Chloe, Chloe, Chloe's my favorite so far. Uh, she also drops an f bomb uh, near the start of the episode, which also delighted me. Uh, so, so we have we have that we have this really complicated dynamic sort of set up where. Uh, she, her older daughter, uh, whose name was um, was it? No, 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 no. Who's got a last name Mackenzie? Chloe's the young daughter. Who's who's the older daughter? Come on, come on, IMDb. Don't don't fail me. Don't fail me. Don't fail me. Oh my God. Okay, Abby. It was Abby. Yeah, Abigail. Wait, no, it wasn't that. wasn't that. wasn't Abigail. I don't know. All right, so the older daughter, whatever her name is, I'll learn these, I promise. The older daughter, she, she's actually, you know, her father's actually someone she, she, that Madeline's separated from. She's got a new husband, Adam Scott, who she has the younger daughter with, uh, but the older daughter is, uh, you know, this other guy's kid, and he's remarried this, this other person named Connie, who Madeline hates because she's this free-spirited, loving person who's very different from her. You can, you can almost see why the, the, the this relationship didn't work out and why the husband went elsewhere, because the woman he's with now is the polar opposite of what Madeline is. And they've also got their own little daughter who's, who's about the same age, right? So they're both going to first grade together as the, the, the two, you know, daughters, and they're kind of you know, semi-related because they both share an older sister. And so so we've got that going on. Uh, Laura Dern's a character in here as well. Uh, she she plays uh, Renata and she's kind of unique to the to the mothers that we meet in that she's the one who has a big career. Uh, whereas a lot of the other mothers are stay-at-home mothers and maybe have part-time jobs, but uh, where she's like, you know, a, a proper successful businesswoman. And there's, you know, there's some tension. And this episode was like really tense and really in, in weird ways that was making me angry uh after the orientation uh, was, uh it's actually renata uh, laura dern's character her little girl uh has been hurt she's got like a, a bruise or a mark on her neck as if someone's uh, had their hand over her neck and uh, i say over you know what i mean strangling you know assaulting and none of the kids know each other's names yet so all, all the all the parents and the kids are still around. They're outside the school and they're all around. And 
the teacher maybe does initially maybe the right thing where she just kind of shouts out hey whoever it is all you all you have to do is come up and apologize right you know i'm in a six right and no one steps forward and then Renetta's getting very upset and then the teacher's like can you point to the child who did this and i'm like this is this is so unprofessional. This is the this is the worst possible way to deal with this situation. You want in front of every other kid and every other kid's parent, you want to shame someone into being outed for for doing something, which will then define them to, in all the other parents' eyes. And we see the effects of this throughout the episode. We see uh, Scarsgard at one point gets very upset and like, oh my boys should not be interacting with this child, and you know he gets very aggressive with Nicole, Nicole Kidman because their relationship. Uh, up until that point seemed very loving uh, every, everyone else was complaining about how kind of like flirty and like happy they always seem to be even though they're both like you know their ages and then it gets very kind of sinister and angry he grabs her hand i mean if i have a complaint about the episode is that there's maybe a couple of characters that the they're playing a little on the nose as potential killers uh and Scarsguard is definitely one of those uh, the other one bizarrely is the little boy who did may or may not have hurt the girl uh he claims he didn't he seems genuine enough uh his mother believes him and that's jane of course shailene woodley's character i'm, I'm just reiterating who some some of these people are as i'm going for mo half mostly for myself uh, rather than you guys but just to make things clear and he, he there's like weird flashes from uh, woodley's character jane where she kind of like has these flashes of waking up and like her son standing over the bed in a very creepy serial killer way she also has flashes of other things like wearing a dress as if something happened in the past and obviously the fact that they've moved here there's one phone call she has with her mother at one point about her mother's like sure you should have moved there and you know it seems like she has ran from something for a fresh start and you know is it because her son did something that was dangerous or or sinister uh, is it for another reason was his father because when she's asked about his father she just says he's not in the picture and he never was is that true is the father a picture in fact in that very scene where she's been asked that at the coffee shop there's some mysterious man watching them from from around the corner it's all very sinister um much much like sharp objects the murder mystery itself is not super interesting at least so far what's really kind of making it work is all of the individual scenes are very well acted and you have characters who are likable or infuriating depending on who they are and they become those things very quickly but they do it in a very kind of i don't know like realistic way like i can imagine meeting these people and hating their guts some of them not all of them but some of them because uh, because madeline is so self-obsessed it is it is surreal and there's human qualities there i mean she, she's worried that her, her babies are growing up and you know her role as a mother's coming to some something of an end which is kind of a weird thing to say when her daughter's only going to grade you know grade school but uh it, you know it's reminding her of how quickly her other daughter grew up and she, she's feeling kind of upset about that so there's human qualities there that are understandable and you kind of like you're endeared a little bit but she also has a scene where she she's upset that her older daughter seems to like her her father more and her her you know her stepmom or you know uh, whatever you call him bonnie and there's this scene out in the beach where adam scott her husband comes out and like tries to comfort her and she goes on this rant about how oh like you know i had to try so hard to go over the breakup of that marriage and i was hoping that he would feel like you know he, he would be punished in some way in the grand scheme of things for for breaking everything off and, and leaving me or, or i mean i've been exact words but one of the things she specifically says is he has you know he's gotten away with everything scot-free there's like nothing 
you know, he's got this younger, perfect wife who's attractive. He's, you know, he's got this new kid. Uh, my daughter loves him more. <laughs> like, you know, she's just miserable that he's doing so well. And Adam Scott, and I, all I was thinking throughout this is like, is this really like a sensible or like a humane thing to say to your current husband? And quite rightly, Adam Scott says, well, as the consolation husband, and she's like, no, 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 I don't mean that. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm watching this and I am feeling horrible for Adam Scott. Like, I'm surprised Adam Scott's not left you by now, if this is the way you prattle on. Um, like, she, like she, she basically just stands there and is miserable that her ex-husband is doing so well and she's so jealous that her current husband is just sort of standing there listening to it. And it just, it's... It's hard to like her. It's hard to really like her that much. <laughs> um, oh dear. Um, so you've got her. She's definitely a character. Uh, but sadly, not like super unrealistic either. She feels fairly realistic in a weird way. So, so, so we've got we've got her. And we, we have Nicole Kidman who, you know, does seem to have this loving relationship with her younger husband, but it does kind of take a dark twist uh, as the episode goes on. Uh, and then Renata, we do actually get one scene with her because she, she feels kind of minor compared to the other characters for a lot of the episode, but she does have one scene on her own at home where she's complaining at how all the other mothers essentially kind of blame her for being the one who has success and like she's complaining about having jealousy and her husband tries to like talk and he, he has no idea how to make things better he, he, he says some stupid like he has that moment where he says something and you feel it in your gut that he just said the wrong thing like you just know and she gives him this look she turns around and gives him this evil eye uh he says something like oh, all you women you want to be the you know the 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 the, the envy of all your friends but you know heaven forbid you actually get too much of it then it's a problem and she gives him this glare and he's, he's trying to simplify things and it's, it's and it's complex characters and i think what i'm trying to say here is that as much as i think i would hate to ever meet madeline i i, I, I think she's an interesting character in a, in a story if that makes sense um and i i feel that way about some of them i think Shelley and Woodley's character is maybe the most cliche one in that she has this mysterious past that might be linked heavily to what's going on in the the murder trial and the plot. Um, the murder stuff itself, we get these interviews with various like minor characters who witnessed various transgressions and they're talking about, you know, that first day, this is what happened and it's clearly over the course of the season we're going to build up to the actual thing. And we do get like a, you know some crime scene stuff. Uh, the, the 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 show actually largely opens with like a, a POV shot of someone who's getting medical treatment uh, at the crime scene. You know, there's a lot of ambulances and fire trucks and all that kind of thing, and it's someone who's very out of it and they're looking around and it does this this neat thing with the audio where it's like cutting between the detectives uh, looking at things. We don't see what they're looking at. We don't see who the body is or anything like that. They're just sort of talking about what the scene the scene is. But every time it cuts back to the POV shot, the sound goes away and it's just like loud noise. It's just, you know, ringing in the ears. It's just a chaos around. And, you know, who is this POV shot? Uh, there doesn't seem to be an indication, at least yet. There's also quick flashes uh, towards the end of uh, very passionate sex. Um, who Who's having passionate sex? It's hard to tell uh, right now. But... It's definitely seeding a, a, a lot of the things, and one of the things I'll be looking for, I think, as I'm as I'm going through the the season, is sharp objects was very had a very central theme to it. it. Had a very central theme about 
basically the hidden anger and frustration of women. And I feel like I can already see feel kind of similarities in this show in different ways. Not that it was written by the same person, although it's the same uh, director. Um, and I believe it's based on a book by the same the same author. Uh, but David A. David E. Kelly is a uh, the, the 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 TV writer on this. I'm seeing similarities, and I definitely feel like the murder mystery itself is going to be have its moments, but isn't necessarily going to be the 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 sole purpose of what we're doing with the characters and the actual interactions and how the tension of what is essentially competing, you know, first grader mothers is going to spiral into bigger events. Um, and the, the the various stresses that come with that, the various stresses of who these people are, and it's hard to get a, a a solid beat in all of this in one episode. But I'm kind of expecting it to build nicely throughout because Sharp Objects did the same thing, and I can definitely tell it's from the same director. And there's some nice touches in the direction. It always looks good. It never feels like a cheap TV show. It always looks like it's got style. It's always uh, feeling the moment. And like I say, there's like some tension and like some really absurd but very at the same time very normal scenes like you know point of the point of the boy that hurt you in front of everyone that was very tense it felt very awkward and once he once she did point at the at the kid ziggy uh uh jane's son he's like i didn't do it and he seems very genuine and you know jane wants to say hey no i, I believe my son he's 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 saying he didn't do it and it feels very tense because because you know or maybe tense is even the right word at, at this point it's more of an awkward it's this social awkward so almost social anxiety because now Renata is is like oh this is ridiculous and she you know she's you know want, want to and she comes up and basically doesn't quite I mean basically threatens the kids she comes up and says if you ever hurt my daughter again you'll be in big trouble which is I mean if you're going to threaten a kid saying you'll be in big trouble is the is the way to say it I suppose but it just you know it was very like she got in his face um. It, so so there's, there's the social anxiety elements and i feel like i'm going to be feeling a lot of that over the course of it because uh, because other beats you know uh, madeline's older daughter like who's very distant from her all episode eventually comes down and talks to her uh late one night or late in that night it's all set over one day essentially the the flashback stuff and kind of like comforts her and like she's been kind of a moody teenager the whole episode but ultimately at this point kind of admits hey you're my mother and bonnie's not like i'm friends with her she, i may even be best friends with her but she's not my mother you are uh and you know madeline starts crying and that, that's kind of what i get i get back to saying where as much as i kind of hate her this moment was very human and as much as a lot of her concerns feel very frivolous to me this moment felt genuine and i understood how she feels to some extent. Um, again, I would never want to be trapped in a room for for any stretch of time. So, you know, uh, I mean, she's the one who sticks out a lot in many ways. Although my favorite is definitely Chloe, uh, her her daughter. She's really good. Um, yeah, who else have I not spoken about? Actually, I, th- I think I've I've went through most of the main cast. Uh, we do have, uh, you know, the, the detective side of things and you know what we're doing with that and not a lot to go on there yet we, we, we get like we, we had the interview sequences early on in the episode at the end we kind of get to see the other side over over the one-way mirror and see the detective looking in and she seems to go out and be analyzing various areas at the end uh, and we have this yeah this is when we get the quick flashes because there's a kind of a montage at the end of like you know nicole kimmins lying in bed kind of like thinking about what's happened with her husband and 
and so on and we have these quick flashes of sex uh, mixed up in all this montage and who is that we don't know we keep getting these uh, shots on the beach of footsteps uh, the camera's kind of just gliding over the beach and this seems to be related to something either before the events of this or at the end of the events of this and uh it ends interestingly with all like like with like a black screen coming down it almost felt like you're inside a car trunk uh, a car boot and you're it's coming down slowly and you're not seeing the beach anymore you know it's looking out at the ocean and it's like shutting uh, i don't know if that's just me reading into this this black you know screen coming down but there was just enough of a shape to it that i felt like it actually was maybe implied that we're inside like a car at this point i i don't know uh but the, the mystery's there the mystery's there um yeah so like i like the first episode much like sharp objects it's not like super enthralling yet i don't think i think that show got me maybe around episode four when i really started to get into it and i think i could see this being kind of a similar burn uh where i maybe don't necessarily love it quite yet until a little bit and because there's definitely some cliched elements you know the, the first time it like like shane woodley had the quick flashes to like something violent and like her son standing over her bed i was kind of like oh, okay <laughs> we're doing that you know the, the the mysterious man watching from afar like d- d- you know these little more tropey elements that are kind of sprinkled in there uh which don't drag it down but it's it's worth mentioning as, as, a, as a caveat um and we get we get a lot of the characters there's a, there's a lot of good acting of course performances from across the board uh, i i think early on when madeline's introducing uh jane to everyone and then takes her and uh and uh celeste nicole kimmins character uh, for coffee like there's a lot of like back and forth quick dialogue well i say back and forth there's a lot of quick dialogue from madeline from reese witherspoon uh and she's asking questions she's kind of prodding and if anything i mean the bizarre thing is as much as like she's super invasive for my standards i actually kind of respect the idea that she's kind of like getting to the bottom of things for the audience even though i don't necessarily think the answers from jane are 100 percent true uh and but you also get that celeste is kind of like hey calm down madeline like you know don't don't, don't be rude or, or whatever and she she's she's definitely the 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 more timid one um so we have, we have very distinct characters i, I think you know, the, the big positive thing i would say about this is that i came out of this i might not know everyone's name because it's a lot of names and I, i'm terrible with names anyway but I came out of this first episode clearly understanding and knowing who everyone is. And I don't think I'm going to struggle in episode two to remember the personalities or who who is who and how they play off of each other. So I think it does a really good job setting up the characters. And a lot of this first episode is setting up the characters as well as setting up the core uh, dispute. Because um, as one of the interviews puts it, when this, this pointing, you know, pointing out the kid to hurt her scene happens, the battle lines were drawn. Uh, because Madeline sticks up for Jane, and it becomes this like okay, there's like two two factions of mothers now. Uh, other details is probably mentioned for plot wise. Uh, just I'm thinking of them. Uh, we have uh, Madeline uh, does like musical theater, and she's doing something for the kids soon. Uh, presumably the event where the, the, the murder happens uh, that we see in the, the flashes uh, at the start and the end. Uh, there's a petition going around to stop this this uh, this performance. Uh, we find out there's, there's F-bombs in it, and that's maybe why some of the parents are against it. But the, the drama here is that the uh, Bonnie, the new wife of her ex-husband, or just ex, I don't know if they were married, 
they she actually signed the petition to stop the thing so she has to tell her just before she sees the petition to, and try and let her to know i didn't know you were involved I, I just didn't think this was the right thing to do um so you know i, I think actually because the, the ex-husband you know when bonnie says hey, i'm going to tell her this he gets kind of scared he's like no 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 <laughs> that's a bad idea and it reminds me of the start of the episode because right at the start of the episode when she's in the car and she gets out to go and uh, talk to this other car because they're driving while texting and her teenage daughter's in that car uh when she gets out to go up there young chloe in the back seat says something like they're dead uh when she gets out so you know, like, it sets up that she's this this force of nature as far as, like, you know, soccer mums go, if, if you know, to use that phrase. And, uh, no, so, there's a great job establishing its characters. Like, I, I don't feel confused about who anyone is. Outside of, like, mysterious mystery man watching from afar. But, you know, that's fine. Like, he's, he's, he's supposed to be mysterious right now. Uh, and it has style, so. There you go. I, I guess that's my, my thoughts on the first episode. Um... I feel like as I go, I might get a better formed sort of opinion of the themes. It's definitely poking at things in this first one, uh, and hopefully I dig in. And if I've missed anything in this first episode, uh, feel free to to comment and uh, point out relevant moments you think that I've not I've not covered or whatever. Um, although of course, don't spoil later episodes because where would the fun that be? Um, yeah. Although that said, if I do hold these back until I've recorded a bunch of them, uh, I won't see your comments until like several episodes from now. So uh so that maybe puts a, a dent in that plan but uh but yeah let me let me know what you think of the this the show and the, the first episode uh you can like and subscribe and all that stuff get us on the twitters at mail underscore fudge for channel updates uh, you can get me on twitter specifically at wibble89 if you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here you can ever go to patreon.com slash mail tv we can support us for as little as a dollar per month and you can of course also uh you know rate and review the the, the podcast feed if you listen to the audio version on itunes or whatever else uh you know give us a five star rate and give us a review it helps out it you know sends out the the podcast to other people uh, and gains as new listeners so uh, that is me so thank you once again for watching or listening and i will see you guys next time keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla <laughs>